welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of championship and a whole lot of championship. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Free From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, League One Player of the Year, Johnson Clark Harris, and Peter Bray owner, uh, Darren McAnthony! <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ, this wasn't even the first version. We don't talk about League One on this podcast anymore, fuck the pyramid, we're not looking down that low, <laughs> see you later, Bolton, uh, Rotherham, Accrington Stanley, all you other shit munchers, Wycombe when you're gone, fuck off. We are championship people. <laughs> Peter promoted. Ooh. No longer having to deal with the Papa John's trophy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the sweetness. That's the sweetness. Oh. You mean your only chance of silverware? You're glad you're not worried about that anymore? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> po- does Posh Island now become like Posh, uh, I don't know, Archipelago? Did they get a few more islands in there? <laughs> <laughs> Posh Peninsula. Posh Peninsula. The Democratic Republic go. of Posh. Yes, please. Oh, my word. What an unbelievable game. We were playing Lincoln, who were the only people who could... The only people, the only team who could uh, possibly usurp us from second place in League One. And, um, yeah, Sunderland had dropped away, which was lovely. But, yeah, we're playing Lincoln, and all we need is a draw. Just need a draw. All you need. And... uh, I've I've got the uh, the audio pass, so I can always listen to the radio commentary, and the radio commentary is always uh, local as well, so it's Peterborough based commentary. And uh, we are two nil down at half time, and I fear for my family's welfare, so I decide <laughs> that I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym, and I'll just channel it into uh, channel my annoyance into a run or something. Uh, by the time I get to the gym, the second half has started, and we are three nil down. Just the three, and I'm um, yeah, <laughs> and I'm um, do we do I even want to listen to it? You know. Uh, so anyway, I start running. We get one back. There's hope. Then Lincoln balloon one over the bar from like six yards out. Classic Lincoln. And Classic Lincoln. Those cheeky imps. <laughs> that would have killed the game. And and you think there there, there might be hope? Fifteen minutes out, we score. It's three two, and I've got so I've got the the Peterborough commentary in my ears. I've got sports news up on the treadmill, and they're showing the goals and the near misses and stuff, sort of as it happens. So as I'm listening to it, it's coming on the screen. I'm like, this is this is happening, and then two minutes from the end, Kent misses an open. He's got a free header from a corner, and he manages to put it wide. And I'm like, that was it. We've we fucked it. That was our chance. He teamed it, and yeah, <laughs> entirely, yeah. And also, I'm sort of still running on the treadmill during all of this, so walking slowly. Both, yeah, yeah walking, yeah, yeah, just above walking. Yeah. And I'm celebrating every goal and and commiserating every miss while on the treadmill. I must have looked absolutely ridiculous. And then five minutes into injury time, Sammy Schmodix just falls down in the penalty area. <laughs> just, just, just falls. Well, because he's fucking knackered. <laughs> <laughs> they were all fucking absolutely they were all dead on their feet I mean he'd been running for 94 right so like that'll take it out of you exactly yeah and he just falls over and the ref goes that's a pen I was like <laughs> yes please was it not a pen at all then <laughs> it was the biggest dive or four you know he barely touched if at all fantastic it was like the rest of football twitter is going absolutely insane about it which is obviously delicious Fuck them all. Uh, well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then the balls on Johnson Clark Harris to put that—he put it away with such a plum as well. 
imagine the pressure on that situation because Peterborough are known as complete bottle jobs, as Chuck will tell you. And to have the balls to just put that in and not look like it's not even a worry. And yeah, I was absolutely going mental on the treadmill, still still doing my jog. And uh, my heart rate peaked at 184, which <laughs> <laughs> is a bit of a worry. Yeah, <laughs> should probably see someone about that. But, yeah, usually uh, one, 179 is where you're usually at for running. That, that extra five really was uh, <laughs> putting it on you. Always heart attack levels, regardless <laughs> of the level of activity. But, ah, oh, my word, what a day. And then I've been pretty much pissed since. So, <laughs> for good times. Uh, the good pissed for our American listeners, he, that means he's happy. Yeah, so drunk. drunk. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. drunk since. Uh, well, you can probably see the sunburn I've got as well because yeah. I was just, we met some friends and uh, around the town. played some football. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just I just maintained a lovely level of drunkenness all weekend. So yeah, very nice, very nice. Well, Emily, my uh, my good wife, the doctor Emily, was very confused as to why I was screaming at my phone when <laughs> nothing interesting was happening whatsoever anywhere around me on TV or anything else. And I'm just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the idea that you'd say to your American wife, don't you understand? Peterborough have just equalised against Lincoln. The pyramids. <laughs> They're going up to the second division of English football. That's what, <laughs> living the dream. All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, we don't normally talk about League One this much, although we usually check well, in on Ian's team. And we categorically will not fucking speak about League One again. Ever, ever again. again, ever, ever again. again. If they go Fuck back it. down, Ian, I'm sorry. We're just never bringing Yeah, that's them it. You're that's it. <laughs> you're done. But that was 10 minutes then. That we, We've done 10 minutes yeah, on people we're already. We're so. truly done. And there's, there's fuck all else has happened in football in the last two weeks. Since yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. It's big news. Big news. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We're happy to have you. We're one American and two Brits. And we try to mostly talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted and sometimes check in on lower division teams. Um, if you are coming back, thank you. We love you. Uh, leave us a review, five stars, uh, patreon.com slash milesoffside or patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. One of those two. Ian will correct me in a second. Um, and we'll kick things off as we always do with our very popular segment. <coughs> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, Real Madrid defender Marcelo could miss the second leg of their Champions League semifinal against Chelsea because he has been called up to monitor a polling station during local elections. That's right, the elections for Madrid Assembly will take place on Tuesday, May 4th. The Spanish club are analyzing the situation to see if, quote, any regulations will let him travel with the team. But unless Marcelo is excused from his election day (laughs) duties, he will not be permitted to travel and he will miss that semifinal. Read as how much money does Fiorentina bear? Exactly. Yeah. Madrid are analyzing which officials they need to pay off to they make are sure are this is currently counting their dollars. Uh, yeah, that's great. Go sit in the polling station. Why would he want to go play Chelsea? What's the point? What's the point? It's, it's, they, they don't want to play in the Champions League anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, they're all snakes. They're probably going to get kicked out anyway. Marcelo, he can, he can go make sure people are, you know. Yeah, I mean, this isn't unprecedented either. Like this, um, there was a goalkeeper here that in 2019, he had to miss a match because he was given uh, polling duty. That's basically like jury duty for our American friends. Um, he will, however, be compensated 56 pounds slash 65 euros for working the polls that day. So, you know, it's not like Marcelo's missing out completely on all this stuff. Oh, that makes up for it. Can you imagine rolling up to like vote 
in your local county election. And then it's like Marcelo's <laughs> at the door being like, oh, showing you how to like hit the full buttons kit. or full kit as well. Full kit, yeah. <laughs> full kit, just sitting there with his keys in his hand, like going, come on, I'm wondering if I can get to the game, pulse up, and kind of make it second half. Why do you hate democracy, Marcelo? Why do you hate democracy? Yeah. Um, next story, former... England striker Alan Shearer and ex-France forward Thierry Henry have become the first players inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Shearer is the Premier League's record goal scorer with 260 goals for Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle United. Thierry Henry scored a club record 175 goals in 258 appearances for Arsenal. A 23-man shortlist for six more inductees has also been announced and they will be decided by a fan's Vote, which will close on May 9th at 1800 BST. So the other six are going to be all Arsenal players yeah, as exactly. well, obviously, because it's an online poll. Can we, because, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Can, can this segment for us, can we just go through the 23 and say yes or no right now? Because I, I genuinely don't know who they are. And I'd love to say how shit these other Man United players are that are inevitably <laughs> in there. Yes, give me one second. Because... <laughs> You'll be very surprised to know that I did close the tab, but I pulled it back up just now, so I got the I'm going to say back. Ryan Giggs is in there, but probably me should mm. worry about other stuff at the minute. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Uh, I'll say, we all Speaking just say domestic. yes, no, or next. Um, 23-man shortlist. Tony Adams. I don't know. Uh, okay, right. Oh, it depends who else is there, doesn't Hall it? Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. Out. Negative. Okay. Next. How many more have I got to pick? Right, David Beckham. David Beckham. David Beckham gets a yes from most, me. Most famous. Yeah, yeah. Most famous football globally. One. Right. I've got one of my six. Let's go. All right. Dennis Bergkamp. No, thank you. Oh, he was really, really good, but they've already got Thierry No one who Omri. played before 2005 is getting in my re- Hall of well, Fame. That's, yeah, but that's you. <laughs> sure, but I'm not going to vote for someone I've never seen. Oh, God. If we go for 23, this is going to be 20 this minutes. This is my vote. Be quick. Yeah. <laughs> Bird camp, no for me. Yes, do you guys just say one word answers, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yes. This is like Tinder. I'm wondering if something better is going to come <laughs> along later. Yeah. yeah, swipe left the one, the good one, or swipe right the good one. I don't actually know. Swipe right all night, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Soul Campbell, swipe left. Yeah, that's a left. No. <laughs> Eric Antona, kicks fans, Get swipe the fuck right. out. Get the fuck <laughs> out of the world. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. I fucking hate that guy. He's fucking overrated. His goals per game wasn't that good. He did fuck all, and he's a all right, moving on. Andy Cole. That's a no for me. Uh, Andy Cole. No. 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 Okay. Ashley Cole. Swipe left for the first generation. He could get in later, but not the first year. Yeah, no. Didier Drogba. Absolute yes. Yeah, just because I like him. Mr. Mr. Wembley himself. Like, come on. No one has a better record in cup finals than Didier Drogba. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Ian, where are you at on Drogba? I, th- I think yes. I'm, I'm happy with Drogba, yeah. Les Ferdinand. That's a no. Oh. Oh, I do like Les Ferdinand. I do, yeah, I do as well. No, no Newcastle, Newcastle have got Shearer. They've got Shearer in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have more Ferdinand. No, sorry, not less than more. <laughs> get it? Get it? No, Rio Ferdinand. Anton That's Ferdinand. That's enough for me. Rio. <laughs> Rio, 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 Rio. So the, the, pro- the problem is with this, that you're, you're tempted to go glamour picks, which always means you're attacking midfielders and your strikers. You've got to have some defenders in there. And I mean, there are some defenders I'm going to vote yes on. But... Yeah, I'd... I'd be tempted to maybe say yes on Rio. I'll say Rio. I'll say Rio. Yeah. All right. Robbie Fowler. New. Swipe left. Fowler. He was fucking good. Um, but we've already got Bergkamp and Drogba out of this list. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess, that's a, I guess that's a no, but fuck me. Fowler was good. 
Steven Gerrard, I was starting to swipe right, but then my finger slipped and it's going left now. So I, I accidentally slipped in the wrong direction. And yeah, that's when you're only picking six from these, I think I think you can maybe say no to Gerrard. Yeah. It's a no. Never won it. Never won it. Never won it. Never did yeah. nothing. Oh, well, yeah. Good uh, point. Roy Keane. No. That's a, that's a no. No. Uh, Frank Lampard, obvious yes. Yeah, that has to be a yes, yeah. Like, obvious yes. Not know, that we're not biased or anything. Well, I've only got one more. Yeah, I've only got one more. I'm a bit worried. Yeah, how many have I said yes to? I got Beckham, Drogba, and Lampard so far. So I have three more. Uh, Matt Letizia, that's a swipe left for me. Don't know anything about him. Yeah, no. I mean, he was a great player, but I mean, uh, not, in, not in the absolute sort of tip-top of Hall of Fame category, I want to think. Thought. Yeah, at least not first ballot, right? Like, maybe... He gets gets in the second, third year. He's now a anti-vaxxer, anti-mask, anti-lockdown mental Oh, okay. Case, so. That's a definite no for us yeah. then. Michael Owen. Michael Owen, I'll give yes, because I only saw him a little bit, but I know he was like oh, the 19-year-old no. that everyone okay, was I just feel with. like the latter half of his nah. career just means it's a no. He was just permanently injured. Yeah. All right, I'll amend mine to a no then. You guys know more than me. I only saw him play like once or twice. Uh, Peter Schmeichel, the oh, older well, of the Schmeichels. Yeah, actually, goalkeeper. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have to go Schmeichel. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He is, I think, the only keeper on the shortlist, too. I don't see Czech, and I don't see, um, God, what was the Man United guy? Vandersar? Yeah, Vandersar. Yeah, yeah. So Schmeichel gets a yes from us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Paul Scholes, no thank you. Seen as Willie. Nope. He's a bad player. He's not a bad player. He's a bad tackler. Uh, vi- he's not a good player. He's a violent player. Yeah, no, he's a bad tackler, but he was a very good player. I, I, I saw a lot of him to know that I'm comfortable in my position on that. He was an amazing passer of the ball. Well, okay, fine. But. No. Uh, John Terry, swipe right. Best defender ever to play in the league. Right, well, the thing is, I've then got to drop someone. Oh, well, you're actually writing this down. I thought this would be quick, and I'm really, I'm so naive to think that this would be a fucking quick thing. Yeah, I don't know. You said I wasn't going to do this, and then you said it. I'm just going with it. <laughs> but I, I, Terry's got, I, I guess I've got to replace Rio with Terry, I suppose. That's right. You're yeah. better. Yeah. You're fucking better. Uh, <laughs> nah. Van Persie, that's a yes for me. That's my fifth oh, spot. Does Van Persie get in ahead of Bergkamp, Chuck? Um, Honestly, he probably deserves to get in ahead of Drogba, if I'm honest. But then you got all the titles for Drogba and the Wembley stuff, so I don't know. Van Persie was more talented than Drogba, as much as I love Didier Drogba and despise yeah, Van Persie. Yeah, mate. Oh, cool. Van Persie and Bergkamp, that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's tricky. Any, any two from them three, probably. Yeah, fair enough. Vidic, I'm going to swipe no. I already got my defender. Uh, Patrick Vieira. Vieira was really good. I've already done my six ages guy. Yeah, and last but not least, Ian Wright, who I'm going to give a spot to just because he's like very, very outspoken. Brilliant, and lovely bloke. Yeah, yep. his his. I didn't see him play, but his post playing career has been phenomenal. His like advocacy work and all that sort of stuff. So he was Palace, Dulwich Hamlet to Palace, then to Arsenal. Played for West Ham. Played for someone else in the Midlands, I think Villa, maybe. There you go. All right. That was the 23-man shortlist. We did not decide anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, Lampard and Terry and Drogba got in for all of us, so. I didn't put fucking John Terry in there. Fuck off. Okay, sorry. Two out of the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Two out of the three. All right. Moving on then. Next story, shall we, gents? How many more stories are there? Are we talking about Speaking of this week? strikers nah. that are talented but will never win anything, Harry Kane has reiterated his desire to win trophies following Tottenham's Carabao Cup final defeat and amid continued speculation over his future. England captain 27 is yet to win a trophy at Spurs with the loss to Manchester City being his third loss in a final. I want to be winning the biggest prizes there are to offer and we are not quite doing that. He said that five years ago. I mean, it's a... Is a potential fifth place going to be enough to to keep him there? I mean, this is probably his last chance for a move. 
I mean, a, big, a huge move. His contract runs out in 2024, but he is rapidly approaching his like untransferable age. He's 27 now, so I would say he has like two summers before like not even Madrid yeah. or Munich think it's a good idea. I do wonder if Madrid learned their lesson at buying you know someone in their late 20s with a injury history uh, in Eden Hazard and are like, we're not going to do that again. No, they will. They will do it again, and they will do it again, and they will keep doing it again and again, and then wonder why. Why are we losing so much money? Hmm. Oh, because we're playing injured people, £300,000 a week, and paying £80 million to transfer them, and then another £10 million because they won a fan-voted Player of the Year competition. <laughs> oh, genius. Well Thank done, you, Chelsea, Chelsea fans, fan. fellow Chelsea they fans, for that They need one. new negotiators. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's confusing how some people got rich in the first place. Um, Florentino Perez <laughs> is one of them. Everyone involved in the Super League. <laughs> there's this thing in economic theory um, where there's a market of goods or a, a classification of goods that are basically unsellable because of market conditions like do dictate a price for them that is like the right price, but there's no one that can afford that price. And that's coming up actually a ton in soccer right now. Um, you look at like the the Spotify guy who was looking at buying Arsenal, right? I forget his name. Or uh, Liverpool being another good example, right? Like the FSG bought Liverpool for like what five hundred million or something like that of ten years ago, whenever they did it. And now it's valued at three point three billion. But like, who has three point three billion to buy Liverpool with? So it's like, yes, this is what they're worth, but there's no one that can afford that. But it would be a loss for the person who owns it to sell it for less, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Wilfred Zaha is actually a perfect example of this. He's, um... Yep. Stuck. Stuck. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do think Kane's going to be the same. I think he's going to be the Zaha of Spurs. Um, because he's not going to go... No one's going to give him however much, like, he is quote-unquote worth. Um, and he's not going to take a pay cut or anything like that to go. So he's, he's just going to end up playing out at Spurs, you know, every three years losing a final, I think. I did enjoy Ryan Mason sort of saying... Uh, that we don't we don't need to finish fourth or whatever to keep keep Harry Kane and I'm like Ryan you're gonna have absolutely no say in these negotiations whatsoever <laughs> just don't, don't worry about it mate it's not on you this is this is not gonna concern you at all in six months time just don't worry about it you won't be there or you won't be consulted or or whatever but yeah Ryan Mason reminds me of like when a random town in the Midwest elects a dog as mayor. And then, like, they take a picture <laughs> at the inauguration, at the swearing-in ceremony, and, like, the dog's wearing a tie, and it has, like, the biggest smile on up. its face. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. cut, you know, holding, quote-unquote, holding scissors, cutting the ribbon to the town hall, or, I don't know, whatever. Whatever they do with dog mayors in Midwest towns. <laughs> and I'm just, uh -huh. like, I'm picturing Ryan Mason sitting there with a big, like, goofy smile on his face, wearing a tie, being like, uh-huh, I am mayor. I'm mayor of town. <laughs> like... <laughs> Really, it's Kane and Larice pulling the strings. Yeah, exactly. Like, whoa, how does that dog govern? And if you're from a town where the, your mayor is a dog, please write <laughs> oh, in. Right. We're very curious. I'm very curious about the logistics. What is this? Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Spurs, because we never mentioned this, obviously, with the, the 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 new Super League, new UEFA Champions League, whatever. Not It's not Super League. Um, Super League the, the Conference League thing starts this year, so can Spurs win that, maybe? Well, aren't Spurs going to get into the... Champions League, even if they don't make top four because of the two coefficient spots or whatever. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. No one's got time to look up the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got. No one's got time to read that. I'm pretty sure under the new rules, like the big six it's would be in no matter league. where they finish. So yeah. Uh, speaking of, actually, I guess uh, that's a perfect transition to our next story. 
Um, all things related, Super League executives at clubs involved in the failed European Super League have been forced to resign from advisory roles at the Premier League. The move is a consequence of the so-called Big Six attempting to set up a league, which drew widespread criticism, blah, 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 blah. Um, so Man United's Ed Woodward, Liverpool's Tom Werner, and Manchester City's Ferran Soriano have all stepped down from Premier League Broadcast Advisory Group and other strategic advisory groups, uh, as well as Arsenal Chief Executive Vinay Venkatesham and Chelsea Chairman Bruce Buck all have been um, forced to resign from positions. Uh, do you think that that is the only punishment that the clubs will face? Or do we think that what there's going to be more? What punishment is it? They took them off like the the committees right, making great. decisions. Okay, so I'm sure that they won't still have phones and because because a backdoor deal has never been done in the history of the world, <laughs> is it? They'll just the people they'll have other people to lobby for them and they'll find ways to do it. Well, I don't understand what the punishment is for any of this for an attempted sedition from the league where they say it's always oh, all this strict where people are talking about. I mean, we'll go into it in a bit because we're probably not going to talk about fixtures this week, guys. Face it, at this point nah. we're about 45 minutes in it now and we don't care. Spurs won four nil. <laughs> what? Nothing means anything anymore. Um, I'm not talking about like, Spurs when they're talking nil. about a, a load of people breaking into a stadium, and obviously, you know, there's the ensuing violence or whatever, which we, of course, deplore that kind of thing because it, it just went too far. But they're talking about docking Man United points for that, but not for trying to tear away from the fabric of football. I don't know. <laughs> well, it just no, seems like I mean, well, there's no real punishment to to any of what actually happened in the Super League, and there won't be none because it's all money, and that's fine. It is what it is. I don't know, man. I I think I. I think there's a pretty big difference there. Just to intro this story, I guess, for anybody who didn't quite know what we're talking about, Man United's Premier League game against Liverpool was postponed after about 200 fans broke into Old Trafford in protest of the Glazer family's ownership as a consequence of the Super League and all that sort of stuff. Oh, we want new billionaires. (laughs) Our billionaires don't pay enough money. Exactly. Um, Police did say that two officers were injured during the protest, and it is the first time that a Premier League match had been postponed because of fan protests. Um, And to me, that right there is the big difference, Chuck. Like, you're saying these clubs tried to do sedition, tried to blah, blah, blah. Like, that's crimes. First of all, not even a crime. But even if we want to sort of, like, compare that, like, that's something that happened on paper in front of a computer screen as opposed to, like, these people, like, physically attacked two police officers. Like, And there's criminal proceedings for that. So, therefore, it's a criminal act. So, there's... You know what I mean? So if you're trying to say that the thing that directly related to football and solely about football and the structure of the leagues does not deserve a football-based punishment, but a thing that was outside of that, which someone today was arrested and charged, I believe, uh, a 28-year-old, I can't remember the name or anything, um, because people were kicking police officers and whatever, because that's that's what you should do. That's how you achieve your, your goals or whatever, you fucking dickheads, um, to attack innocent people in these kind of things it's the wrong way to go about it but i don't i don't believe that you know the criminal proceedings and the criminal case is there but then to have the other aspect it's just it's, it just doesn't really wash with me i don't i don't think there's any I, I mean we said so at the time that there'll be no repercussions for these teams and i don't think there will be repercussions for the super league stuff but the only the only thing i've really heard is they're talking about putting in new laws and new things and new agreements in place in the structure of the league that says that like if you ever try anything like this again, you are kicked out full stop. But no, they won't. They, that, that's ridiculous. You don't think happen. that'll go through even that? No, because because they've already said what the punishment is for the thing if you do it. So they've done it. They've not received the punishment for the thing. So it's like, wow, if you do it again, we're going to do another punishment. They won't care. Because if the idea is 
to form a Super League where you don't have to worry about fuck all else. You can take everything onto yourself, market it yourself, make the money. Why, why, why would I give a toss that I've been kicked out of the league from the owner's point of view? They don't give yeah. a fuck about any of it. They don't. That's that's the difference, and that's why the weird thing is is that you have to protest about not wanting the Super League, but you have to protest about the owner, the owners, and they want different billionaires. And it's like, right, so oh, this guy that runs Spotify is going to um, come and save Arsenal Football Club. Maybe he should save the artists that he should probably be paying a bit more money for what they're providing at the minute. You know, they've got their own things. You can't see a different billionaire as the solution to your problems and want money and not see that something like the Super League is a symptom and a byproduct of that because it's all just business but there's gonna be no punishments it's whatever i still very much fundamentally believe that a super league or something like it will happen eventually they've already essentially got it on by the champions league reforms it's they're solidifying that their power in the in uefa anyway and i think i I think it's going to be a while before a genuine breakaway league is suggested again it's going to be a long time because fans, this, this Man United protest, the, the Glazers took over Man United, what, 16 years ago. And there were protests at the time and it was a big deal. But And there was a breakaway club formed because of it. But ultimately, Man United fans, they want to go see their team and they ultimately tacitly accepted it. But now fans feel, and it might be very brief, it might be, but fans feel empowered at the minute to flex their muscles and that that's this is a, this protest is a symptom of of that fan power being felt and i think it's going to be a long time for a genuine breakaway would ever be considered again uh, it's yeah, going to be a I, while I, I i think it is a long way down the line i think especially like we'll see what happens with the next few rounds of tv deals with the premier league because well, the premier yeah. league tv money is a huge difference for that's why the english clubs were so quick to pull out of the super league is because like they already have more money than everyone else. Like, yeah. this is much, much, much more urgent and dire for the Spanish and the Italian clubs. Um, and there's been talk of, like, potentially the Spanish and Italians forming their own joint, like, yeah. super league of just those two or whatever. I don't know. It's just so irritating because they don't have a divine right to be the biggest clubs in... You know, Madrid and Barcelona don't have a divine right to be the biggest clubs in Spain. They just have been. And Liverpool were the biggest club in England in the 80s and and Man United were in the 90s, but they're not anymore and these things are cyclical. And it's just... It's this sort of consolidation of power that people don't like because you you want it to be cyclical, otherwise it becomes boring. And they don't have a divine right. They've overspent and they've got themselves in financial trouble. And because the model, the model is broken from the top down, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at Peterborough's level, as in you need, we've got, you know, three owners now who are, who are bankrolling the club. They go away, Peterborough goes under. And that's pretty much the same for every club championship and below. And then you get to the Premier League and you get this overspending and and happiness to have debt. Um, I mean, the, what the Glazers did is unbelievable to me. That like, so why can't someone like me go into a bank and say, "I want to borrow the money to buy Man United," and then I'll just give them the debt? Like, you know, it does, rich people yeah. manage to do that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, you just need a better accountant, I think. Well, yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, but yeah, the, the cons- consolidation of power is is something that fans feel like they might have a say in. For once, mm. but I mean, even the Premier League deals, the TV deals, they're they're talking about instead of doing a new auction, they're talking about rolling 
the TV deal over for another few years and not not opening it up to an auction. And they're doing that because the the value of the product has potentially gone down. The, the, I mean, I know obviously there's been no fans and fans will be coming back, we hope. But the, the product is not as interesting. Both, one, it hasn't been as interesting without fans. And two, because I think... Man City ran away with it this year and, and just various, various things about the people of getting wise to the fact that these finances can't continue. Last last time the TV deals came down, I think at least some of the packages actually went down in value. I think they would have gone down in value again, which is why the Premier League is suggesting, oh, why don't we just roll it over for a few years? And it, I just think there's a there's a little uh, there's a few little nexuses that are happening that just yeah. there might be change, but it's you know it's it's very hard competing with rich big boys, bigger boys. They're bigger just boys. doing they're doing the human thing of kicking the can down the road, mm-hmm. like yeah, because I think you're exactly right. That's why they don't want to renegotiate these TV deals because I think if the TV money does go down for the Premier League clubs, then they're looking like Real Madrid and Barca and and the Italian yeah. clubs of being like, oh okay, well if we're not getting paid here, then if we throw our hat in the ring with like even more famous clubs, replace your Burnley with your Atletico, then that is a league that could potentially be more marketable. I honestly think if the Super League had secured TV rights before announcing that we wouldn't even like they would have just pushed through. I think they would have just done it, but they didn't have that. And then they announced it and then everyone got pissed. And then well, like no yeah. company in their right mind is going to be like, oh well, we're signing up for this now, even though everyone hates it, right? So like one of a million failures in that rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that just, was a disaster on every level. Insane. Yeah. Can we go back though, Ian? Because I want to hear your perspective on this. Because to me, I really do think that like fans breaking into a ground and attacking two police officers is something that should be punished with points deductions, whereas something like trying to break off probably should also. But like it, it, it to me, it's like a definitely a step down in terms of like. Wow, you really need to do but something it, about could this. It, but could it have? Because this is what they decry, and obviously people say that's not our fans or whatever. It's an outside. It's not like people have bought tickets and gone through processes and those kind of thing. It's just people breaking in. So, like, I can I can pop on a Liverpool shirt and break into Anfield, and what get Liverpool a ten point deduction? Sure, I mean you could, but then you face jail time. Like, well, this is it. I don't know, Ian. I I really want to hear like where you're at on this though, because like I, I'm trying to. F- See if like that's an English versus American thing or just a me versus Chuck thing. Like, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think I think it would be reasonable to deduct Man United points, but I think you'd have to be, you know, I think going like ten, twelve points and ru- ruining their season would would be excessive. How far ahead of Chelsea are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. Six they points. should be deducted six points, seven points, seven points. I think. <laughs> Well, they've got a game in hand, so nine points. They've got a game in hand, yeah. There you go, ten points. Although Christ Christ knows when it will be played. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually a huge problem. They don't have any midweeks. They are already playing, unless they somehow lose the second leg of this Europa after being up like 6-1, I think it was. Something like that, 6-2 maybe. 6-2. Yeah. Like, unless that that gets turned around on Thursday, like, Man United literally don't have any spots. They're going to have to play like three or four games in a week at some point to get this, because they already have their midweeks full. I figured they yeah. would just play it today, but they didn't. So, like, yeah, I was quite surprised to see that we're, we're recording back holiday Monday, and I was I was quite surprised to see they didn't play it today. Nah, there's no way. Once they once they said that the players were in their coaches and back off to wherever, like it was never going to happen the next day, especially no. something that's mm-hmm. that's heated like that. If you just do it the next day, all those people potentially just come back. You need time to put in extra measures and investigate. And 
unless they did it behind closed doors in a different place. No one there. Don't tell anyone. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> behind closed doors. They haven't been fans for months. <laughs> no, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not even in a, a play, do it down goals. Goals in Rush Home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> something, anything yeah. like that. But but yeah, it, it requires it requires extra fixtures to be moved. They're talking about like May 15th, 16th fixture for Liverpool against West Brom would need to move. And then United would basically play right. a like a Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, yeah, they would exactly. have four yeah, games yeah, yeah. over that. So, because they won't, they won't do it after the last game of the season. They won't, they just won't do it. That's the last game of the season. That's yeah. it. Right. Because so, they can't reschedule yeah. the entire league and the last game is always played at the same time for the whole league. So like, and honestly, like if I'm Man United, like fuck it, I don't care. I we they have top four like locked down. They're greater than ninety nine percent. Like they throw out their youth yeah. squad on a rent. Like have them play the day before the Europa League. Who fucking cares? They're gonna throw out their youth squad anyway. Yeah, exactly. Liverpool are the ones that care more. But they, uh, let me try to remember. Are they still in the Champions League? No, they're not in the Champions League. Are Liverpool in the FA Cup? No, they're not in the FA Cup. I think they're just in the Premier League trying to get into the top four and failing miserably, if I remember correctly. No, that can't be right. <laughs> I love it when Oscar does a skit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going, too. They're not far off the top four. All right, all right. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> I mean, they could, be four points, they could be four points behind Chelsea with four games left. That's absolutely correct. You know, especially if United do that and roll out the youth. Yeah, true. Oh, all right. Well, he didn't. He didn't want that to go that way, Chuck. Oscar. No, correct. Us I'm just to... going to ignore that and move on. That's correct. <laughs> um, our last story. I know we're taking a while on news, but honestly, the fixtures rapid, were pretty rapid, boring rapid, anyway, rapid, so news. it's fine. Um, <laughs> this one's a big one and a good one. Uh, social media boycott. Football clubs, players, athletes, podcasts, and a number of sporting bodies have done a four-day boycott of social media in an attempt to tackle abuse and discrimination on their platforms. Uh, the show Solidarity Against Online Abuse hopes to encourage companies to take a stronger stance against racist and sexist abuse in recent years. Rugby union, cricket, and rugby league clubs also joined the protest. Um, the Premier League released a statement prior to the four-day silence saying it would not stop challenging companies until discriminatory online abuse is removed from our game and wider society. We know that a boycott alone will not er eradicate this, which is why we will continue to take proactive steps to call for change. Um, I know one of the proposed... Steps forward was to make it so that you can't message players specifically, like basically close their DMs, um, which seems like the most half-measured bullshit thing I've ever heard. Because like, yeah. can I close my DMs also? Or every person ever who has received a be Like, no. But then you're also saying, oh, well, you're, you're black, you're a person of color, so your experience of social media needs to be limited. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not fix the problem. Let's just like close yeah. the door but at least the boycott like is is a big enough thing it did garner attention like even my mom was like hey what's up with this twitter boycott mm. um although that's because they talked about the the riot as she called it at old trafford on like american <laughs> news like tonight at 11 she was like on cbs they they talked about one of your soccer teams i was like thanks mom. <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> I love you. That's so nice. Um, so she knew about the boycott, which, like, for my mom to have heard about this is like yeah, that's interesting. That breaks. That's through, a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's a random lady who couldn't could name maybe like two Chelsea players, and that's like with me as her son. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, and one of them is Balak, and she still thinks Michael Balak is starting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any sort of thoughts on the boycott, on blocking DMs, or any of this at all? I think I think the whole purpose of it really is to try to make 
you know, obviously we, these situations, it can't just be a, well, you have to turn it off or you have to deal with it. It's like, no, we need to find a way to, to find these people and stop these people. There was a there was a thing, you know, we mentioned about Ian Wright before and he was on TV uh, on Saturday on BBC Sports Score or whatever it's called, their programme that they run on a Saturday and talk about football and do whatever. And literally it was censored, obviously, but he was there reading out the the DMs he'd received that day. And he's like with Alan Shearer and Alan Shearer is, you know, absolutely shocked. I'm sure he's heard it before, but he's, you know, he's, he's on camera there. And, and you're like, the whole point is it, it has to stop. And so like anything, it seems to be that, you know, you silence it and you stay off social media and you do it. And, you know, we've played our part in that in whatever small way we can, but it's to try and hit their revenue, I guess, is the main thing. You know, these clubs have, tens if not hundreds of millions of, of followers on these accounts and so if you're cutting off that because you know you're not happy with what the content provider is providing and that's the way to make them stand up and take notice is that you hit them in their advertising revenue and such because they're simply not reaching those accounts that's what has to be done and it's sad that it is still the case that with everything it has to come down to well once we hit you with money that's when you're gonna take action on it but it's Look, if it's what if it's what needs to happen and and what we could help support with to to try and make this change, then by God, I'll fucking do it. Well said. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Which means that I guess it's time to move on to the fixtures or some fixtures or at least some vague soccer storylines. Not to talk about specific fixtures. I don't know what fixtures. Uh, um, uh, Southampton went down to ten men and didn't lose nine nil to Leicester. Yes, um, exactly. Progress. Friday, April thirtieth. Um, Mr. Simpson, please cue that jingle. It's just been a while since we heard the jingle. It feels so good, right? Oh. Oh, that jingle feels so good in my heart. My gosh, I had missed it. <laughs> Southampton 1, Leicester 1, Southampton 0.9 to Leicester's 2.5. Uh, Leicester dropping points are now only two points ahead of Chelsea in the race for top four, although they together are uh, pulling away a bit from the other teams, the rest of the pack. Um, Leicester are still 81%, so not particularly uh, worried, at least according to 538. Um, but if Chelsea do beat them in their game, then Chelsea will take third spot and they will. Leicester will then be the team on the quote-unquote bubble. You know, potentially some worrying signs there. I guess we can then take that as well in combination with the Chelsea match. Uh, we had Chelsea 2, Fulham 0, Chelsea 1.8 to Fulham's 0.3. Chelsea's stellar defensive record, not conceding more than 0.4 a game is continuing on for the most part, unless your name is West Brom. Um, <laughs> yeah, just that one. Us. Just the one. Just that five goals. Other than that, it's been pretty fucking ridiculous. Chelsea very much on an upward trajectory, and Leicester kind of on a downwards one. But nowhere near as bad as their... Nowhere near, it was as, nowhere bad near as bad as, as, as the slide last year, no. Yeah, Well, exactly. there's still time, though. There's still time. There's still time, but like a lot has to happen. I think if you know, you're saying the amounts, just looking at the scores... Uh, scores just looking at the points at the minute you're kind of effectively Leicester and Chelsea are in the same position for the chasing pack like if you if you catch one you're probably catching both at this point if you see what I mean like it's it's so tight well so. the fact that Chelsea plays Leicester makes that tougher because then like w- one of those is gonna get points that week it's not possible for both of them to drop points yeah but it's still seven points it's it's seven unless I mean West Ham are winning at the moment as we record uh, which will put them in 58. So so Leicester have got a five-point cushion on, on West Ham at the minute in fifth. 
who would go above Tottenham again. Yeah, it's really important that Leicester beat Newcastle on Friday because the three fixtures after that are Man United, Chelsea and Tottenham. Oof. Mm, yeah. Okay. If they if they can get themselves another another three points against Newcastle, then they can potentially afford to drop some points, which that let's face it, those three fixtures they are almost definitely going to drop some points. So yeah, winning against Newcastle pretty essential. And then I think they're probably in relatively good shape, certainly compared to last year. So yeah, I think it's good. I mean, this is exactly the sort of thing I mean I know you're not going to like necessarily ask you, but this is exactly the sort of thing why the Super League is not is anathema to people who who want the competition to stay as it is because Leicester City can get into the Champions League, which was unthinkable sort of six, seven years ago. You know? Yeah, I so. mean, they're 80% right now. Chelsea are 70%. Next down is Liverpool at 30. Then West Ham and Spurs split at 10. So, yeah. You know, they're looking pretty wow, good okay. for it. That last day against Spurs, Leicester, if they lose to Chelsea and Spurs are only like what? I would guess they would be two points behind them at that point. At that point. Is that right? If if four. like Tottenham went out four points. Okay. So ne- so that Tottenham need Leicester to drop points against Chelsea and one other team, basically. But that's very possible with the fixtures they've got. So it could be it could be an exciting uh, climax with the top four. Definitely. We've not got any fun things to root for anywhere else. You know, relegation's settled now, isn't it? With Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United. Mm. So How dare you, sir? Mathematical. Yeah, it's not over, man. West Brom are only greater than 99% and Fulham are only 97%. So it's not technically over. Newcastle on 2% despite however many mm. fucking I points. I thought it might have all been done and dusted by now. I wasn't no, paying no, attention. I'm, obviously, I'm being facetious. 2% is <laughs> yeah, nothing. I, know you are, but... Yeah. I assumed it was all done and dusted. I know. Oh, okay. How bad are Newcastle's underlying numbers that there's still 2% despite that cushion and that many games left? <laughs> fucking A. Uh, actually, unexpected points. Uh, so, sorry, Fulham and West Brom. I didn't mean to prematurely relegate you there. Uh, you have that problem. I heard that about you. Um, you know the Super League thing. I thought about this. I forgot to ask earlier, Oscar, and it doesn't have to be a long thing. Yeah. Would, would you prefer it if because you, you know you say about the teams you play and whatever, and you don't want to and X Y Z. Yeah, I mean, I play it up for the podcast a lot, but you know, I know, I know there's you some do. Truth there. Don't inter- don't fucking interrupt me. That's my stick. Um, <laughs> I would sense that the main problem with that is like the group stages. So what if like the Champions League was just. 64 team knockout competition that's it oh get get it in yeah get it in my veins or like 128 <laughs> team so like literally if you won if you won your league in your country in uefa you're in it no matter what and then it's just then obviously you can then have the coefficients and whatever or like the finishing places based on countries and that the, the other but it is just pure knockout competition so like an fa cup but with all of europe basically yeah what, like based on the five-year coefficient or whatever? Well, no, because you, you you have that for countries to know in number of places, right? But no matter what, because obviously now there's certain countries where if you win it, you don't get in because you go to Europa or whatever qualifying. Well, just even oh, that see. out to spread the money around Europe a bit, whatever, try yeah. and find a way for that. But yeah, it's just 128 team knockout. And then if you go out at the first round, you then go into the Europa League knockout, as it were. Um, I mean, sure. I think if you structure it more like the FA Cup, so that like I don't Chelsea don't need seven extra fixtures against like the second place Croatian team, for example. Right? Exactly, because like, because because sometimes these teams have won it after four games. 
Right. So then you've got to then you've got two games that are potentially dross anyway. Right. Yeah, so it's not going to matter. They're going to roll out whatever. Then there's going to be some form of narrative in there for someone. But if the whole thing's knockout, everything Every is that matters. game. Like you, you have to bring in the bigger clubs at like round four, and I'm in. Just because I <laughs> nah. just again, nah. not even about the nah. sporting competition. Ian laughs. But no, like, because because that's the point of it. If 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 like Dundalk knock out fucking Real Madrid in the first round of the Champions League. That would be League. amazing. That would be amazing. Exactly. 100%. And that's why it's good. I'm worried about Chelsea, like, from the Chelsea perspective, because that's what you were asking me, right? Like, I'm worried about their legs. Some There's too many competitions. Cut the Carling Cup. Sorry, League Cup. Cut That shows when I came in. Um, <laughs> cut the FA Cup or something. Like, have it replace something, because I don't need a bunch more extra fixtures. Or is this the same? Same amount of fixtures. Well, if you did, if you did a sixty-four team knockout, would be two games less, wouldn't it? Because wait, how many? Once you get out of the groups in the Champions League, it's thirty-two teams, isn't it? No, it's the round of sixteen. 16. Is, the is the round of sixteen? Is just round of sixteen? Okay, so yeah, we so should if you do a sixty-four. No, a sixty-four knockout tournament. That's it. There's two less fixtures, and it's yeah. all knockout. Uh sure. I mean, I'd be down for that. Chuck's alternative football rules yeah. <laughs> expanding. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm if they so... lose four nil. My thing is, I just want to watch Chelsea play famous, cool, good teams with famous, cool, good players. Like, I, I don't particularly care about, like, the context of that. I love the Champions League because it's the most, like, prestigious trophy or whatever. But if they got rid of the Champions League and made it something else, I would just buy into that instead. Like, but again, I, think, I, I, I think just want to watch Chelsea. Like, But I don't think we touched on this necessarily when we talked about the Super League. But do you not think if, like... If you're playing Real Madrid and Barcelona all the time, does does it not lose some of the luster? Some of the some of the no, appeal Ian, of no, that? not at no, all. But we, how do you know? Because because I not... get excited when Chelsea play Arsenal still. But someone's always going to be the Burnley, and obviously everything goes in cycles. And and some team, and I don't mean that as in a one team's going to be the whipping boy or whatever. But they're like just because they're the best players doesn't mean they're going to play exciting. Football, no, like it's going to be no. attritional and whatever. Yeah, no, but that's, no, no, no. So that's why I think in a league format, it's more likely for that as opposed to a knockout format, which is more fun. I'm not like, I'm not delusional. I don't think that every single time Chelsea play Real Madrid, it's going to be the most exciting thing. Look at this Champions League semifinal. It, it was a pretty fucking boring match. Like, you know, that's a good example of that. But like, it's not like people don't still get excited for man, the Manchester Derby every year. No, but it doesn't right? have like, the, same that's the same level as no, a European. No, it is the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Think, yeah. Like... We see it twice a year every year, but we're not tired of it. We still get super fucking hyped up. I don't care if I saw Chelsea play Bayern Munich every year, twice a year. I would still be super fucking hyped up about it. Like, but I don't. I don't think people do get as hyped up for a Manchester derby as they do Liverpool Real Madrid and a European night. I I I don't know if that's the case because it happens so rarely that Hmm. it's it's a special thing. I guess in a league structure versus a knockout, like you're. You're right, I guess. I never really thought about this, so that's an excellent insight into my own psyche, Ian. Thank you. Um, it is exciting that it's knockout, so I guess Chuck's sort of suggestion is is similarly along those lines. Like, there is an element of like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. We have 90 minutes to beat Bayern Munich, and if we don't, like, that's it. Season over. Um, and you get less of those moments in a league. Like, you get less of that in the Premier League, even though some matches are, you know, Chelsea playing Leicester on the next to last weekend, or Leicester playing Tottenham on the last day, potentially for mm. fourth place. Like, that is exciting, but in a league structure, there is just less of that. So I'm right, basically. Yeah. 
we can move on to next. Yeah, next fixture. Yeah, done. Let's move on. Right. Uh, yeah, Palace was really boring. Uh, well, actually, we were attacking for a while and then conceded two goals, whatever. Brighton fucking won. Brilliant. Everton Villa, anything happened there? No. Didn't see it. Arsenal scored against Newcastle. Who cares? And Tottenham scored four on Sheffield. Big fucking whoop. Oh, you scored on Sheffield. Very exciting. Great Tottenham. <laughs> Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale hat trick. Gareth Bale hat trick. Is that what I didn't watch that? Because I don't care about either of those Gareth, teams. Gareth Bale hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a couple of very nice assists in games uh, this week, though. Uh, Mason Mount's mm. takedown and uh, flick on was absolute filth. Uh, for Chelsea's, I think it was their first goal against Fulham, and then Serge Aurier's uh, assist for Bale's first goal. I think did you see that? Where it, Bale, yeah, that was good. Just they were constantly s- looking for the same ball. Yeah. It was fun because they played that pass. <laughs> it must have been fourteen times. You're like, right? So Ryan Mason's tactic is dink it over the top, or so nice when it works. Through. Like, it looks so nice but, when yeah, it works. It was good. <laughs> Bale had time to look up, see where the goalkeeper was, and then just toe. Toe it past him. It was lovely. Putted it. Yeah. He putted it. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Anyway. Yeah, so that's it, Jeff. And then um, <laughs> the W Derby was 1-1 this afternoon, earlier today. And uh, West Ham were beating Burnley 2-1. So there you go. There yeah. you go. There you go. You, you, you know all of this because you're in the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's enough about the soccer. Let's, uh, let's talk about fantasy. Is that going to cheer one of you up and piss the other one off? I don't know. Who am I, who am I playing in the bluffer? Who do I need to destabilize emotionally right now? You're playing me. Oh, okay. I'm playing Ian. Ian, how'd you do in Nuffiel? Is this and a good I am suitably, I'm suitably destabilized. Couldn't even say it. Fucking hell. Perfect, out. perfect. Tell us about it. Uh, well, did you lose to the stats robots? Please tell me that you did worse than the stats robots. I, I assume so. I don't. Uh, let's have a look. I don't even know. What what, what did the stats robots get this week? Uh, the stats robots had Jorginho and Pulisic, so two zeros. <laughs> I just went fun with it because fuck it, no one cares about this team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trent, Bruno, and Shaw. So oh, I, mean, I assume I beat two you zeros, then. three blanks, and we're ending up on forty-four points after a minus four. Oh wow! And okay. Subs. Okay. Well, well, after a minus four, so forty. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, no, 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 44 after the minus Oh, sorry, 48. right, okay, fine. So, yeah, you probably will beat me. I mean, I, I tripled up on Liverpool, so I've had Trent, Mane and Salah. Holding didn't play. None of my other defenders or keeper returned. I had Mount for his assist. I had Calvert-Lewin and I captained Iheanacho. I'm going to get 10 points off the bench with Harrison and Watkins, but, I mean, I don't think I'm the story really here. I I think we need to have a little look at Chuck's team, don't we? Yeah, I had six players blank. You had six players blank and you still got the score you did. 62, yeah, mate. Yeah, completed it, bruv. 62. Fuck me. 62. It is entirely Edward Mendy, Kai Havertz. Uh, <laughs> I had Sun captain. El Ghazi got another goal, so that's that's worked out for me because I brought him in two weeks ago and he got two goals for the cheeky sausage. And um, I have Ian's nachos there. But, yeah, I had... Alex, I was actually, even with triple Liverpool, I was quite happy that that game didn't happen because I know a lot of people have a lot of better players from that team <laughs> than Trent Jota and Trent Jota and Nathaniel Phillips and Luke Shaw yeah. and Saka didn't play, Diaz didn't play, Kane couldn't get a goal in a 4-0 route, uh, Bamford got a 1. I reckon even after my subs come on then, that means you've closed the gap to like 36 points. Oh, with... scenes! Have I? Scenes! How many weeks are left? With... Four. Four weeks left. Four weeks left, 36 points. That's, That's highly doable. doable. That's highly doable, Ian. Especially Uh-oh. with the fixture craziness that's going on. Yeah. Have you got any chips left? No. 
No, same, good. So okay, it's just a straight, yeah, so shootout. straight shootout. Yeah. Stats robots never played their bench boost, so when should I play that? You guys tell me, I don't know. Last week? Uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone take over this team. Game week 35 is now a big double. Oh, is it? Oh, there you so go. You bench probably, boost that yeah, week Yeah, you probably want to play it. Probably want to play it next there week. There you go. How many, how many double players have you got, Ian? How many players have you got oh, playing let's double? Have a look. That's a good point. So I haven't done any transfers yet, and I do have uh, two freebies. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. So seven. I'll probably transfer two more in, so I'll have nine. Yeah, I've got seven. I've got one free transfer. I've got about seven million in the bank, I think. Fuck it. <laughs> I got rid it of doesn't the... earn interest. <laughs> no, but I got rid of De Bruyne for El Ghazi, so that worked oh, out all right. Enough. Oh, that works but out I just well. don't know. I don't know because my single game week players are playing Southampton because it's yes. Liverpool, or they're playing Leeds because it's Tottenham. So it's all kind of. I'd be getting rid of a double game weaker for another double game weaker potentially. So I might just save yeah. the transfer, leave it. Blimey, that is confidence going into a double and. I just transfer. don't really know, mate. It's just uh, it wasn't working for me when I tried, and now I'm not really trying, <laughs> and I'm catching you up. So mind games. <laughs> Fair enough. It is. All well and good. Okay, fine. Well, I should mention, actually, the Fantrax League, the official MOP Fantrax draft uh, FPL. Oh, is that still going? Style league. That is still going, and I haven't really talked about it on air very much, but it is a very, very tight race. Um, it is currently a three-way tie for first place right now between Gabriel, wow. Adam, and Johnny. So, Where are very- you? Where are you? Uh, I am, unfortunately, in Is that fourth. why you ever mentioned it? No, I mean, no, not really. But, you know, no one else is playing, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense to bring it up. I'm in fourth. My underlying numbers are phenomenal. I have the third best underlying numbers, second best underlying numbers in the league, but who cares? Um, nine points behind, so there's no chance you I'm going to catch them. I care a lot, yes. Um, <laughs> there's no no chance in hell that I'll catch them, so it's it's just between the three of them. What does what do, what do 538 have it as? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the underlying numbers, Gabriel is 100 uh, total fantasy points ahead of Adam, uh, even though they're tied in the league table. So Gabriel probably has the advantage, but he got fucked this week by missing the those that fixture getting postponed. He's going to lose to one of the other people in that three-way race by quite a bit. Oof. Um, so we'll see because he has probably the best team I swear to god if Adam wins this league I'm just never playing fantasy again <laughs> Adam I love you but no thank you please <laughs> no thank you wow I, oh, is fantasy going to be back to normal next season is everything going to be back to normal next season can one of you guys play in the draft league it would be more fun for me I love our listeners I love our friends yeah. but like I want to I yeah, talk shit about it. it yeah why not yeah <laughs> even if you quit after like I'll lose interest after a yeah, few yeah then weeks. just give yeah. me all your good players yeah, it'll be fine. fine it'll be fun no, never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the bluffer. Well, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Before we go on the bluffer, you didn't right. think you weren't going to get away with this. I'd like, what? it's time for another edition of oh, God. <laughs> Chuck Bailey Investigates. Right, okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's a good job I didn't delete the crime watch music. Hi. After a few weeks, you may have been confused at the previous bluffer, which was something to do with the price of pints around the world. Uh-huh. You'll notice it was, it was quite strange that the 
most ex- the cheapest of the most expensive was about four pounds something and uh so we did a little bit of digging on your behalf listeners and um ian stimson would you would you care to share some more information about the website that you used i i very quickly got that i should have gone with the other better research topic i had but anyway i very quickly found that before we recorded and uh I assumed when a website says top 14 most expensive places to get a pint in the world, that it would be the top 14 mm. most expensive places to get a pint in the world. Yeah, but what was it, the top 14 of? The, the ones they'd selected. Yeah, how many did they select? 14. Yeah, it was about 30, <laughs> wasn't it, mate? I didn't know this. It was about 30 cities around the world of a short list of a fucking thing. And this has happened to this is twice this has fucking happened to me. <laughs> I just, I just quite like it if you two could just put some fucking effort in, Fair. because this is, you know, I put hours into this, hours, and you come in with arbitrary shit, and both times, so I'm right into the court of arbitration for sport. Um, okay. I have written to UEFA, and I will get an answer within five to seven working years, and I, I mean, I, I just, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Ian, and, what are the, yeah. what are the season know. scores right now, Ian? Where are the standings at? Uh, the standings are currently at me with 11 points, uh, Oscar with eight, and Chuck with seven. Now, how many episodes have we got left? We've got four, four episodes left, of which... Oscar's uh, got the most. Oh, Ian's won. Right, well, that's out of order. Give me, <laughs> give me some... I, I want one of Ian's points. I'm, I'm happy to transfer one of Ian points, Ian's points to Chuck for the sheer My audacity boy. of... Picking those points. Because right, it's your fa- your failure in due diligence, mate. Correct. Well, Oscar didn't lose a point when he uh, did no, his... No, my list was actually fine. Oh, we're yeah, getting I, to that. Well, no, 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 no. My list was fine. It was it was correct. That's fine. That's Oscar, a no, no, no. So I think, I think I'm on nine, Ian's on ten, and Oscar's on seven. So I'm just going to engineer this entirely so as I can lose? Narrative. Uh, um, okay, well... Because I'm the people's champ. That's three of us. Let's put it to a vote. How many of us would like to take a point from Ian and give <laughs> it to Chuck? This is not a democracy. So the standings are now 10, 8, 8, and we can continue. Chuck, go ahead and uh, <laughs> take it away for this week's bluffer. We need well, uh, now, now, Ian, you can do the music for the bluffer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good. You're welcome. <laughs> Fuck it. Tim Pot, little competition. Carry on. Didn't even want it anyway. Uh, it's the bluffer. We give a category with a number of answers. The other two pricks bid, or they just make it up, or whatever. It could be arbitrary. Uh, I'll throw it to Ian first then. Why not? Let's see how you do with this category. Ian, this list is 12. Um, it's my 12 favourite numbers, mate. How many can you name? <laughs> yes! Seven, seven, uh, seven. I think things are going to go well for you here, Oscar. Uh, no, I won't do that. Oh, come I won't on, do that, that because... would be a fucking amazing... <laughs> I didn't, uh, us trying to guess at your psyche, please. Oh please. dear. Yeah, no. Uh, I, the odds would be heavily stacked in Oscar's favour. Uh, so, uh, Ian, you can pick arts and literature, film and TV, food and drink, geography, history, music, potluck, science and nature, sport. Let's go music. Music. Uh, do you like musicals? I don't mind a musical. Yeah. Okay, I've got the 21 musicals that Andrew Lloyd Webber's done stuff with, or what, whatever. How many can you name? Oh, right, okay. That's tricky. Okay, I will start with four. Uh, seven. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Okay, I will go eight and hope I can write some down quickly. Eight. Um, Ian, are you at eight? <laughs> Not yet. 
How close are you to eight? Shut up. Five, three. He hasn't even reached four yet. Uh, I'll let Ian go at eight because I don't actually know any. So I was just trying. I was going to try to drive him up as high as possible, but I think he'll call me at nine. So Uh, you're absolutely right. I would call you at nine. Yeah, that's what I. That was my sense. So take it at eight because I know zero. Okay. Okay. Eight Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. Okay. It's been Uh, ages since I wrote this, so I can't remember what the rules were that I imposed on it. So deal with it. (laughs) Brilliant. Fucking deal with it. Uh, Cats. Cats. One. The worst uh, film of all time. Oh, terrible. Show um, us the butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> Release the butthole, the butthole cut. cut. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Two. Jesus Christ Superstar. Three. Phantom of the Opera. Four. Evita. Five. Phantom 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Six. Two more. Starlight Express. Seven. One more. That one was on roller skates. Where? <laughs> um, they were trains. This time it's rollier. Um, I don't know whether this is going to count. We'll find out in uh, a second. Yeah, it must do. School of Rock. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, he gets a point. Yes. That was one. I thought Oscar would give it away there because there is a Phantom 2, which is Love oh. Never Dies. Um, there is <laughs> The Likes of Us, Jeeves, Tell Me on a Sunday, Song and Dance, Cricket, Aspects of Love, Whistle Down the Wind, Aspects The Beautiful Game, The Woman in White, uh, Love Never Dies, I said. Then the recent ones, The Wizard of Oz, Cinderella, oh. and something called Stephen Ward. Oh, shit. I knew a few more of them. Fuck. Okay. Oscar, pick a category. Arts and literature, film and TV, food and drink, or one of the other ones. Geography, uh, sport, history. Uh, history. Ooh, not a good, not a good category for me. Okay, so I have got the twenty-six countries that have more than ten UNESCO World Heritage sites. Okay, so this ranges from eleven naturally uh, up to fifty-five at the top. So twenty-six countries that have more than ten UNESCO World Heritage sites. Let's start with seven. Eight. Eleven. Oh my word! Yes, that's uh, that's too rich for my blood. Go on. I'm I'm married to an ancient historian, Ian. So <laughs> she's not that old. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. She's turning thirty this summer. She's kind of old. I'm just saying, time to trade up. Fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. She's not gonna like that joke. Please don't cut it. <laughs> uh, eleven. Yeah, I said eleven. Yeah, eleven. Okay, so you're going with eleven. All right. So, Oscar. <laughs> Wait, did I get that? Did you call me at eleven? I did. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. I do have eleven. Yep. So you need to name countries with more than ten UNESCO World Heritage sites. Eleven of them, please. Uh Greece. Greece. Ding. Turkey. Ding. Uh, Italy. Ding. Italy is top. I know Italy's top with 55, along with one other country. Along with one other country? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to think about that. Spain. Ding. Third on my list. I don't have the numbers to go with this, by the way. I just know it's third. Germany. Germany. Ding. Fourth. France. Fifth. (laughs) The UK. Ding. Seventh. Four more. Um, Iran. Ding. China. 
Ding! Joint top, 55. Oh, uh, okay. Wow, that's a lot. You need two more? Yeah. Uh, India. Ding! That's number six. Last and one. This next one's a... I have a few that I could go with. They're all kind of borderline. I'm going to say Peru. That's got to be. Ding! Yes. Nice. It's right at the bottom well, of the list, but it's close. I thought, especially after you... What what other ones are on your list that are maybes? Uh, the US and Mexico both. So Mexico is between India and UK at eighth. Holy shit, that's a lot. Is. USA is just below Iran. Okay. The, the big one here, if you'd have said Egypt, you would have been out. There wow. was, there's only six. So that's why, especially after you mentioned about your, your wife, the ancient historian, <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. if you go Greece, Italy, Egypt, boo, so I was, wow. yeah. Well done. Good aggressive Keep that narrative well. alive, baby. We're going down to a shootout. Yeah. Let's do it. That was good, Oscar. Ian, you got any more that you wanted to check while we no, do these? No, no. Ev- anything I had written down, Oscar got. Russia? Russia in there? Yeah, so Russia's there. So that kind of closes out the top 10 that you said. Portugal uh, and Spain. Portugal, yes. You said Spain early on there. Third. Okay. Um, Japan, Brazil, Australia, Canada, Portugal, Poland, Sweden, Czech Republic, South Korea, Belgium, Switzerland, and Argentina. Wow, 11 was a good bid then. That's about where I was at. Maybe like 13 I could have hit. Maybe. So it all comes down to this. Ian Stimson, which category are you going to pick? I will take science and nature. Uh, it's quite fun that the sport one has sat there since I originally I came up sport. with this idea. No one's sport. No, no one's one wants sport. sport. <laughs> it's well no. fun. Okay, so science and nature, there is 11 for this. Uh, there are 11 systems of the human body. Oh, okay. 11 systems of the body in human biology. How many of the 11 can you name? I will say five. Five. Oscar? I can't tell if you're counting or you're being really still because you're counting. Oh, no, I can see fingers going up now. You are counting. <laughs> seven. I, I like that you counted up to seven like you weren't just going to bid it anyway. Seven. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Right. Okay. That's what I've got. Uh, eight. Yeah. Oscar, you go going nine? Yeah, I'll go nine. <sighs> Balls. Ooh. Is that one? Ooh. Um <laughs> It's part of it. It's part of one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm out. He's going out. out right, Oscar. So big boy bid nine out of eleven. That's a hefty, yeah. hefty percentage. Uh, systems. I got a of... five on that AP bio exam back in two thousand three or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, is that good? Is that what? What's that? Yes, that's the most you can get. Oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that, that gets you out good. of a college class. You take it when you're still in high school. Anyway, um, I've got an A in biology as well. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's start off with the balls. Reproductive system. <laughs> Reproductive. Ding one. Should I just like look at my body and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I've got one of those. Whatever, whatever way, whatever, however you do it. Mate. Um, digestive system. Digestive system. Ding or excretory, apparently, which is a bit weird. Okay. In and out. <laughs> well, it makes poop. That makes sense. This is true. Um, endocrine. 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 Ding. Endocrine. Very yes. good. Very Inside good. something or other, that means. Uh, <laughs> which means that there's also an exocrine. Ding. Oh, my God. Correct. That's like skin and protection and shit. Uh. Circulatory, the blood. Circulatory. Cardiovascular. 
Both, yep. So cardiovascular circulatory system. Ding, one, two, three, four, five. Four more. Four more to go. Ah, uh, the nervous system. The Big nervous system. Ding, six. Three more. The respiratory. Got lungs. <laughs> Got lungs. <laughs> Ding, two more. The one that I'm most famous for, the muscular system. Ding. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Last one. Um, did I say skeletal? Did I say the bones? Did you? I don't think you did because I haven't crossed it off. Okay, then skeletal. Play the music. Here's music. <laughs> <laughs> Before you no, try and steal another you were point, change you fucker. It. You were going to change it to New York, New York, you son of a bitch. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, sorry. I've only had three he weeks. He forgot in the admin. <laughs> He's not had long to do it. Come on now. All requests must be sent in writing. Uh, very good. Ian, you got any more that you wanted to add? No, no, definitely not. I mean, I didn't know endocrine. Well, I did know the words endocrine or endocrine, but no. Uh, I got. I can. I think I can finish it out. Oh my word! Go on then. Um, did I say the immune system? Oh, you I didn't did have not. that. So immune or lymphatic system? Oh, I did have. Oh, I did have lymphatic. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the P system, the, the, re- system. the urinary system. <laughs> yep. To use the to use the medical term, the <laughs> renal or urinary or piss system. Yes. There uh, you go. Correct. Well done. Doing that just to show off there. So Oscar gets a point. Um, <sighs> I'll probably take it off him at a later date. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> correct. And there's yep. actually some narrative here where we can actually try. So ten nine eight. Ian I'm down. not happy about this. I've put it in the notes app, but I yeah, not happy about this. <laughs> so what's my hang on? Now is Oscar on eight? If I took a point off him as well, I should be on nine. You didn't take a point off me because my should've. list was correct. No, it was a correct your list, list. Was it correct? It was some bloke's list. I resorted it. I took his original list that he had put, and then I resorted it by the actual thing that I said. So I wasn't wrong. Anyway, it's eight, nine, ten. Chuck's on eight. I'm on nine. Ian is on ten. <sighs> this is a travesty of justice. Yeah. This will be good when we do a 17-round bluffer in the off-season just to, yeah. to, to eventually try and take <laughs> Ian down. Ian, it's your fault for picking science. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know I got that science shit on lockdown. Come on. <laughs> I, I got a B at A-level biology. <laughs> <laughs> you should have picked sport. I don't know shit about sports. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, sports Sports is, uh, yeah, it's literally, it's, it's been there since very first. Okay, we'll have to try and do that next time, yeah. <laughs> did this document the only category that has never been picked um <laughs> all right so that, that rounds off the bluffer fixtures uh, another friday friday game week and there's fucking loads of them and we'll record halfway through again uh so we kick off uh 6 30 fpl deadline friday the 7th of may leicester versus newcastle uh then saturday morning we got leeds spurs sheffield united palace big game man city chelsea um, because of the fixture that hasn't been played, City can wrap up the league there. Um, Liverpool Southampton, the Academy Derby. Then on Sunday, the 9th of May, Wolves Brighton, Villa Man United, West Ham Everton, Arsenal West Brom. Monday, the 10th, in the. Oh, God. <laughs> Fulham Burnley Fulham Burnley uh, Monday Night Football <laughs> come on yeah Fulham Burnley big game everyone watches it um, then Southampton Palace Palace play twice in a week brilliant we had like four weeks off with nothing then they all come along like London buses Man United Leicester um, as we said before big game for the narrative at the top Chelsea Arsenal god if you lose that that'd be embarrassing wouldn't it? Um, Aston Villa Everton on Thursday oh, he, he still gets excited for Chelsea Arsenal remember still I do yeah it's true <laughs> I do 
You shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we mentioned before Chelsea play Real Madrid. There's the Oil Baron Derby. Um, We're not in that one. Yeah, but PSG Man City is. I guess yeah. that's more the state-sponsored derby. <laughs> Operation Longbow Derby. <laughs> I will gladly take a loss to City in the league that given that we beat them in the FA Cup semis and we might get them in the Champions League final like if we take two of those three I want the league one to be the one that we lose so like because that's how it works yeah well famously. you know it's unlikely we'll beat them three times they are the best team in the world even if we are the second best team in the world at the moment mm. are you okay we are well yeah that about we wraps it up Genuinely. so should we get out of it Oh, he's played the music. Brilliant. He's done it. Well done. <laughs> he did it before okay, I asked to fit in. So thank you. It's been good to be back. Be nice to each other out there. Um, punch a racist in the face if you see them. Say goodbye, Oscar. <laughs> Come on, Chelsea. Into the Champions League final, baby. Not going to happen. Real Madrid going to get it with or without Marcelo. Say goodbye, Ian. We're definitely in the championship, though. Oh, champions, not league. And thanks, Nate Whitten, <laughs> producer, girlfriend, have a protector of the realm. Bye. Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of championship promotion and a whole lot of championship you promotion. Fucked it. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Fury from from a fu- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> fucking shit. Oh heavens! This is what happens uh, when we're out. Can we start that one over, actually, please?